With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Bekamah Daf Lamed Aleph, page 31. We begin at the Mishnah, three lines in. Masnisen, Shnei Kadarin, there were two people that were walking along with barrels on their back, made out of earthenware perhaps. Shemahachin Zachazah, one was walking behind the other. Vinitikal the one who was in front, tripped, Vinafal, and he fell. Vinitikal Ashini, Barishan, and the second one who was walking behind him, tripped over the first one. Harishan Chayven, Iskesheni. So the first one who was walking in front, so he has an obligation to pay for the damages that were caused to the second person. The Gemara begins. We don't have to say that the mission is a remeir. The Amar Nitkal Pashayahu, who says that the one who tripped, so he's the one who's negligent v'chayv, and therefore he has an obligation in the case where he caused damage. And even according to the rabbis, the Amri Anasu, who says that he's not negligent, it's completely not his fault when he trips. Upatra normally there is no obligation for him to pay to any kind of damages that a person causes when he trips. Here there will be an obligation for him to pay for the damage that he caused to the person who tripped over him. Why? According to Rabbi Yechon, the case is talking about where there was time, there was an opportunity for him to stand up, and he didn't stand up, so therefore now he's called negligent, and now he has an obligation to pay for any damages that were caused because he didn't stand up. Meaning when the second guy trips over him. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak Amar, Rav Nachman Yitzhak says differently, We can even say there was not enough time for him to stand up, so why is there an obligation for him to pay for the damages caused to the second person? Because he should have warned the guy who was walking behind him, and he didn't, therefore he has an obligation to pay for the damages. What does Rabbi Yechanan say? What's he going to respond to this? Since, if the case indeed was, as you say, that there wasn't enough time for him to stand up. So, so he also wouldn't have been able to collect himself enough to be able to warn someone else because he was too involved emotionally, psychologically, in what happened. And therefore, that can't be the case was, there can't be an obligation because he didn't warn him. LMI, there must be the reason that there's an obligation for him to pay. The first guy is because he had an opportunity to stand up and he didn't. Now the Gemara is going to ask a question, and we need to first understand very clearly what Rabbi Yechonin is saying, what Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak is saying. Rabbi Yechonin is saying that the case is talking about where something unusual happened. The person who caused the damage, so he could have gotten up, but he didn't get up. That's unusual, and that's why he has an obligation to pay. Now according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, nothing unusual happened. The person fell down, and there was no time for him to stand up. But he has an obligation to pay because he should have warned the person behind him, and he did not. Now, with that information, let's read the Gemara as it continues. Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah. If, let's say, there was a person who was walking along in front, and he was carrying a beam, and the person behind him was someone who was carrying a barrel, made out of earthenware, perhaps. So if that barrel got destroyed by the beam, there's no obligation on the person who was carrying the beam to pay. And the reason is because the person who was walking behind, he was walking too fast. It's his, it's his problem. However, if the one who was standing in front with the beam stood still, then he will have an obligation because it's his fault that the damage occurred. My love, Timur says, perhaps the case is talking about Kisha Ahmad Lekasef he did something usual which was that he stood still because he wanted to adjust it on his back so that it should be more comfortable that's something that's normal to do in a public domain Vikatani what do we say Chayiv there is an obligation he did something usual because he should have warned the person meaning it sounds like exactly like Rav Nachman Mayitzchak who said that the case that in our Mishnah where there's an obligation to pay is where something normal was done he couldn't have gotten up yet he tripped but the obligation is because he should have warned him so too over here. And therefore it's a question on Rabbi Yechanan. Mar says it's no question. Loi. We don't have to say that. Kish Ahmad Lapush. We could say that he stood still to do something unusual, which was he stood still to take it off because it was too heavy for him. That's something that's not usually done in a public domain. And therefore since he stood still like that, that's why he has an obligation to pay for the damage that was caused. Aval Ahmad Lakasif Maisik. Mar says, what's going to be in the case, according to this explanation, if he just stood still to adjust it on his back, which is normally done? Potter, there would be no obligation. So Adetani Seifa, what is 
does it say in the end of the Mishnah? We're going to have a problem with this. What does it say in the end of the Mishnah? If he says to the person behind him, watch out, I'm standing still, you should also, and then the guy keeps walking and, and, and his barrel gets broken, there's no obligation to pay. So if the case is talking about where where he did something unusual, where he stood still and did something unusual, we could say a case where there's a patur, there's no obligation, which is a similar case. I mean, we don't have to go off and say that he, cause he, if he warns him, so there's no obligation. We could say even if he stood still and he did something slightly different, there's also an obligation. How? When is it speaking that there is an obligation? When he did something unusual, which was which was where he was lowering it off of his back in order to take a rest, which is not normally done in the public domain. But if he stood still because he wanted to adjust it on his back, then there's no obligation. Why didn't we say that case? So it doesn't sound like Rabbi Yechanan is correct in his explanation. The Gemara answer is no. We really could say that. And there's a Chiddush, there's a greater novelty to say that there's a case where, there, where, where there's a patur, where there's no obligation, where he didn't warn him. Because even though he did something unusual, which was to stand still in order to take it off of his back, nevertheless, despite the fact that he did something strange, if he warns the person behind him, there still will be no obligation for him to pay. The Gemara continues, Tashima. Let's try to bring a proof to either to Rabbi Yechanan or Rav Nachman or Yitzchak HaKadarnasha, Vazagogin, Shalim HaKan Zecharzeh. If you have these people carrying their earthenware vessels or their glass vessels one after the other, Nitkal Arishan Vinafal, the first one tripped and fell. Nitkal Asheni Vinafal, the second one walking behind him trips over the first one. Vashlishi Vasheni. The third one, there's a whole pile up here, the third guy trips over the second guy. The first one has an obligation to pay for the person who is walking behind him. And the second one has an obligation to pay for the damages caused to the third person. However, if the people behind the second and the third person both fell because of the first person, so the first one is going to have an obligation to pay for all of the damages, even to the second, third, fourth, however many people are behind. However, if they warned each other, then there's not going to be any obligation because the person who was behind should have watched out. My love, perhaps the case is, where there was no opportunity for them to, to be able to stand up, like Rav Nachman Yitzchak said. Gemara says, no, you can't prove anything because we could just as well say like Rabbi Yechanan, that they should have stood up. So the Gemara says, wait, so if they wouldn't have had an opportunity to stand up, what's going to be potter? There would be an obligation. So if that's true, this is what it says in the end, that there's no obligation if they warned each other. Why go off to a case where we're talking about there's no obligation, in a case where they warned each other? You don't have to go off to a case where they didn't warn each other. Say in the case itself, when is it true that there's an obligation where they could have and should have stood up. But if they couldn't have stood up, then there's no obligation. Why don't we say that? The Gemara says, no. Really, there is a reason that we should say specifically that there's there's no obligation in the case where they were warned. Because this is what it's coming to teach us, like we said before. Even though they could have stood up, even though it's unusual what they've done, and perhaps in a certain sense there's a pshia, there's a negligence, but if they warn each other, it takes away the negligence, and therefore there's no obligation for them to pay. Now the Gemara continues, just a little introduction, we need to see that, that when each person causes damage, the first person causes damage to the second person. So there's two different things that can cause damage, and there are two different things that can get damaged. The first thing that we're talking about Reuven, the first person who caused the damage, so he personally, his physical body can cause damage, or his object that he's carrying, let's say the barrel that he's carrying, can cause damage. The person himself that causes damage, that's called Adam HaMazik, is the person himself. And when his object causes damage, it's like a board, it's like a pit that causes damage. It's his thing, that it's like someone else fell into his pit.
So now, and each of those two things, when they cause damage, they can affect two different things. They can affect the actual second person, let's say Shimon, or they can affect, they can cause damage to the second person's object, the thing that he was carrying. So now let's see what Rav says. I'm a Rav. Rav says as follows. Rishon Chai the first person who is walking along, so he has an obligation to pay for the damages of the second person. Whether we're talking about the damages that were caused by the first person's body, or the damage that was caused by the first person's object. The second person has an obligation to pay for the damages of the third person, only in regards to the damage that's caused by the second person's body, but not the second person's object. If, let's say, the third person trips over the second person's object, there's not going to be an obligation to pay for that. understand. What's the difference between the first person and the second person? Everyone, Both the first person and the second person, if they personally, their body causes damage, they both have an obligation to pay. However, the first person has an obligation to pay even for if his vessel causes damage. The second person does not. What's the difference? If the first person, the reason that there's an obligation for him to pay is because he tripped and it's considered that he was negligent. So the second person also was negligent. He also tripped. And therefore the second person's damage that was caused by his object should also have an obligation to pay. If the person who tripped is not, not, it's not a reason, it's not called negligence in regards to his object causing damage, so then the first person also should not have an obligation to pay for his object that caused damage. We turn to Lamed Aleph and Mabes, page 31b. Rishon Vali Peshehu. So Gemara says, what's the understanding? The first person is for sure negligent, so that's why he's going to have an obligation to pay both if his body physically causes damage, or if his object causes damage. Shani aguva mechayev, the second person, so he has an obligation for sure on his body. Why? Because he should have stood up, and he didn't stand up. However, the second person, his object that caused damage, there's no obligation. Why? Because he can always say, This pit, so to speak, I was not the one who dug it. Meaning the first person was the one who started the whole business, which created the possibility for any moment, for anyone's property to cause damage. That's his problem. The second guy can say, and it's not my problem. I don't have an obligation to pay for that. Another Gemara asks, Meisvei, I'll bring you a steer, a contradiction to what we said. All of them have an obligation to pay for the damages that were done by the, by the person themselves, the person who caused the damage, and there's no obligation for them to pay for the damage that was caused by their object. My love of Hilarishan. Maybe this is saying that even the first person only has an obligation to pay for the damages that were caused by his own person, but not by his object, which would be a contradiction to what we said until now. So when it says, Loy Levarmirishan. When we said this, uh, this statement in this price, uh, so we mean everyone except for the first person, because the first person has an obligation to pay both for what he caused damage personally and for what he caused damage through his object. The Gemara says, wait, Vahakulam Katani. It says, all of them. Amr of Adabar Ahava, so Adabar Ahava answers, Kulan Hanizakin. All of them means all of those who got damaged only have an obligation to pay for the damage that they caused with their bodies. Hi, my Gemara says, hold on, what's the understanding of this? If we say that Kulam means even the first guy, and it's not just saying the, the people who got damaged, so then we understand why it says all of them. If it indeed means, as we're saying, everyone except for the first, the, the first person, my Kulam shouldn't say all of them, listening to Hanizakin, it should just say those that got damaged if that's what it meant it should have said that explicitly so rather Rav says like this the first person indeed does not have an obligation to pay 
according to this b'risa, we're going to try to fit it in with the statement of Rava. He does not have an obligation to pay for any damage that was caused by his own object. What do we mean when we say there's an obligation in regards to the body and in regards to, to an object? It means that if there was damage that was caused by the first guy's body, so there's an obligation both on the person who got damaged for the second guy's body that got damaged or the second guy's object that got damaged by the first guy's body. And there, and Vesheni, what about the second guy? What's his obligation for the third guy's damage? Only in regards to the damage that was caused to the third guy's body. But not the damage that was caused to the third guy's object. My time, what's the reason? Because the second guy is considered a pit in regards to the third guy. Meaning the person himself of the second guy is considered a pit in regards to the third. And we never find a pit that there's an obligation to pay for damages that are caused to any objects that got damaged by a pit. So therefore, the second guy is considered like a pit in a certain sense, and the first guy is considered like a regular other hamazik, a regular person that caused damage. Therefore, the person, the first person, has an obligation to pay for any damage that was caused to to a body or to an object. Whereas the second person only has an obligation to pay for the damage that was caused to a body and not to an object. Like Mar says, Hani This is good according to Shmuel. The Markolta Kolaborhu, who said that whenever we have a case where something gets damaged, something walks along and gets damaged by another object, let's say, so that's considered a bore, it's considered a pit. But according to Rav, who says that the only way that you can get to be considered a pit and therefore have the pitur, have no obligation in regards to other kalim, other objects that get damaged by it, is only if the object that caused the damage was made hefker, was made orless. Michael Maymar. So how can you? say that this is going to apply by a person. A person can't be a pit. A person, by definition, you can't make yourself hefker. You can't make yourself ownerless. It can only apply to your objects. So how are we going to say, according to Rav, the Gemara answers, really we can say what we said originally, which was that the first person indeed has an obligation if he himself causes damage and also if his objects cause damage. And the question that we asked, we said that all of them have an obligation and all of them are potter, don't have an obligation in regards to to mammon, if their object, it seems to say, if their object causes damage, Tirgumar Rav Ada Bar Menumi Kamei de Ravina. So Rav Ada Bar Menumi explained this in front of Ravina as follows: Shehuzku Kalim Bekalim. When is it that all of them do not have an obligation if their object caused damage to an object? Meaning, even the first guy, if his object, which is like a boar, causes damage to the second guy's object, so there's a patur of Kalim inside of a boar. There's a patur. There's no obligation to pay for a vessel that got damaged inside of a pit. And therefore, even the first guy will have no obligation in regards to their case. Amarmar, we said previously, in Machmas Rishan Naflu, if it's because of the first one that all the other ones fell, Rishan Chai Beniske Kulam, so then the first one is going to have an obligation to pay for all the damages, the second guy, the third guy, everyone. Machmas Rishan Hechi Nafil, how does it come out? How did he fall in order for it to, for it to be considered that it's the first one's fault? Or Papa Amar, the Paskal Urche Kishilda. Papa says that the cases where the person, the first person who fell, actually fell across the entire street, his body is going from one end to the other, and he looks like a dead carcass there, and the first person person who was after that guy f- fell across him, and the second person also fell across him, the third person, etc. They all fell across the same guy, so therefore the first guy who fell down has to pay for the damages for everyone. Rav Zvid Amar Kechutra de Samyuta. Rav Zvid said like the, like the walking stick of a blind person, so that type of stick, it goes on an angle. It also has the ability to, you know, a person passes it back and forth from one side of the street to the other to make sure to see if there's anything there, a person who's blind. So it's a similar type of idea where the person who caused the damage was across the entire street. 
With Hashem's assistance, we'll continue from here in the next daily daf.